I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and I'm at the National Lipid Association's annual scientific sessions. And with me is one of the top winners of the National Lipid Association's Young Investigator Competition, Dr. Monica Marin. Dr. Marin is a Pediatric Endocrinology Fellow at the University of Oklahoma Health Sciences Center, and today we'll be discussing her trial on oxidized HDL lipoprotein in obese adolescents. So Dr. Marin, I had a chance to talk with you a little bit before uh, the interview today, and uh, I know you're from Oklahoma City, but your accent doesn't sound like Oklahoma City. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you ended up in Oklahoma. I'm originally from Romania. I did medical school in Romania, and I came in United States for residency and uh, did my residency in New York City in Brooklyn, and decided to continue with a pediatric endocrinology fellowship, and that's how I ended up in Oklahoma City. Okay, fantastic. So this is a really fascinating and in-depth study. Let's start off with uh, you know how you got the idea, and then tell us a little bit about how you designed the the trial. Sure. So cardiovascular disease usually manifests in adulthood, but we know from previous studies that cardiovascular risk factors can be present in childhood. So obesity in children is associated with increased inflammation and uh, elevated proatherogenic particles. As a pediatric endocrinologist, I thought that it's important to identify cardiovascular risk factors uh, that are present in childhood. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what you looked at in your trial and the study design. So my primary outcome was oxidized HDL, but I also looked for other uh, secondary outcomes such um, as insulin resistance, and other markers of oxidative stress, oxidized HDL, and myeloperoxidase. So let me ask you, uh, what are the implications of having high levels of oxidized HDL? For our audience who aren't lipidologists, they, they know a lot about oxidation of LDL particles and how that's proatherogenic. What happens when HDL gets oxidized? So when uh, HDL gets oxidized, it becomes potentially atherogenic too. Actually, it's oxidized the apolipoprotein particle from the HDL, and this will interfere with the reverse cholesterol transport. So if your cholesterol efflux is affected, um, then uh, oxidized HDL potentially becomes proatherogenic. Very interesting. Okay, so tell us then uh, a little bit about the study and uh, who was enrolled in the trial, and then uh, we'll talk about the results. Okay, so I had enrolled 37 uh, subjects in each group, and I had two groups. Uh, one was um, normal weight and the other one was the obese group. The normal weight, they had uh, BMIs between 25 and 75, so they were really lean children, and the obese had BMI above 95 percentile. They had similar ages and similar tenor staging as well, their race distribution was similar. These were adolescents, right? So what was the age range of your so they were, uh, the mean age was 14 and a half. Okay, so young children. 
So you measured, as you said, oxidized HDL, myeloperoxidase. Did you measure any other inflammatory markers? Didn't measure inflammatory markers. I it just measured the oxidized LDL and myeloperoxidase. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm Dr. Alan Brown, and I'm speaking with Dr. Monica Marin, a pediatric endocrinology fellow and winner of the National Lipid Association's Young Investigator Competition. So, Dr. Marin, tell us a little bit more then about the results of the trial. So, as I understand it, you looked at average age 14-year-olds, normal weight and obese, and you measured oxidation of HDL, and you eloquently have told us about how that can aggravate atherosclerosis and compete with reverse cholesterol transport. So tell us what you found. I, I found that other oxidative markers, um, the oxidized uh, LDL was significantly higher in the obese group. The myeloperoxidase was higher in the obese group, but not statistically significant. But the oxidized HDL was not different between the two groups, even though the HDL cholesterol concentration was lower in the obese group. So if the total HDL cholesterol was lower and you had equal oxidized HDL, would the implication be that a greater percentage of the HDL was oxidized in the obese children, or do I have that wrong? Actually, there was no correlation between the um, HDL and um, oxidized HDL, so um, I couldn't point to anything. <laughs> okay, so t what do you think the implications of your findings were in terms of obesity in children? What should we take away from this study? Definitely obesity in children affects the LDL uh, cholesterol, um, and this is more oxidized in obese children. But this was known before from other studies. And it seems that the oxidative stress and inflammation associated with obesity in children doesn't affect the HDL as much. So the oxidized HDL was not different between uh, lean and obese children. So can you tell the audience a little bit about the myeloperoxidase? It wasn't statistically significant, but for those who, I know this is a relatively new marker of atherosclerosis, and as long as you looked at it, explain to the audience what the implications of myeloperoxidase levels are. So the myeloperoxidase is released from macrophages under in inflammatory states, and it contributes to production of reactive oxygen species that are known to cause oxidation of LDL. And there were a few articles that describe the oxidation of HDL as well under the influence of myeloperoxidase. Very interesting. So as you go forward in your career as a pediatric endocrinologist and now you've done this clinical trial which we're grateful you presented to the National Lipid Association. How are you going to incorporate this enthusiasm for obesity in children into your career? I'm currently a third-year fellow, so I'm almost done with my fellowship. I, I plan to, to continue one more year with a, a research year, uh, but in the future I really want to focus on this uh, domain of obesity and 
beginning of atherosclerosis in childhood and the goal will be to identify markers that can be actually treated in childhood and prevent the progression in, of atherosclerosis into adulthood. Now that's certainly a laudable goal. We are obviously all concerned about the potential for our children's generation to live less lengthy a life than their parents. And this would be the first generation in the history of mankind to have that happen, and obesity is the obvious uh, precursor to that. So I certainly hope that your efforts uh, bear fruit, and I appreciate you taking the time to present this uh, interesting study at the National Lipid Association. Thank you for inviting me. I'm Dr. Alan Brown, and you've been listening to Lipid Lumination, sponsored by the National Lipid Association on ReachMD. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com lipids, featuring podcasts of this and other series. Thank you all very much for listening.